Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Buffalo Plus, your interactive look at the weekend football, brought to you by Connors and Ferris. No, I wasn't stirring up. Y'all need to stay off my Twitter. That's a little weird. <laughs> oh, one game closer. Let's go. Bills Mafia, what's up, baby? <laughs> I'd like to think I'm not too much of a psychopath. Y'all know what hit it for, you know what I mean? Rolls Royce driving, <laughs> private jet flying. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Go, Bills. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel presented by Connors and Ferris. We're talking podcast today. Mike Catalana, I'm Jenna Cottrell. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And you might realize Dan Fates is not here, but he has the best reason why. Yeah, uh, he's a papa again for the <laughs> second time. His wife, Renee, the star of the family. Yes. Well, Shane and Renee are the yeah. stars of the yeah. family. And now the newest, yeah. Ryan yeah. Page fates yeah six pounds 11 ounces girl dad dan adds another girl and ryan page made a debut on a bill's off day yes. <laughs> which is already a part of the buffalo plus fam but really helping to support us all um so congratulations to dan if you want to wish it in the comments he posted a couple of pictures as well on his instagram yeah. and twitter so keep in mind dan's going to be taking some time off yeah. to be with his family but you know he's hot take fates oh. so even He'll be feeding the baby and going off on something about the yeah. run game or the Atlanta Braves or whatever he happens to be tweeting about. So Dan will be around, but Jenna and I are holding down the fort for a while. Yeah, the, the takes never stop, though, just so we're clear. No, we're, we're very excited for Dan and the family. Um, but we know he wants to be at training camp, but obviously there's better reasons for him to be at home. Yep. But let's talk about camp because kind of another natural break yeah. in terms of where we're at. They have the blue and wet return of the blue and red scrimmage yep. on Friday. Today is Thursday. Uh, we're also going to answer some questions coming up a bit later. But Mike, as we kind of wrap on this week here ending at Fisher, what is kind of your takeaway from the last couple of days? I have loved this camp. I think it has been a great camp. I think the nonsense is gone. It's funny, they came in with the whole Diggs thing, yeah. right? It was sort of hanging over everybody. Diggs crushed that when he spoke, mm -hmm. it ended. And from that point on, it has been a, a camp that I would say has great energy. Yeah. It's efficient. It's offense winning one day, defense another. I mean, McDermott talked about that. Like when you're coaching that way, it's never a perfect day because you're coaching against your own team. Yeah. But there's a balance to that. There has been no nonsense. There's no fights. Yeah. I mean, last year we made a thing about it. They were constantly like going at it. Nah, this team is ready. Yeah. 
I don't think they want that nonsense. I think they have been, it doesn't mean everything is perfect, yeah. but I think they have been efficient. We have seen players find their roles. The competition is going on. I think this camp is flying by, Jenna. I completely agree. I feel like this camp, there's no distractions. Like there's none yeah. of that stuff going on in terms of the fights on the field. Even the weather is really cooperated. Like it's been beautiful weather, yeah. maybe some rain here and there, but like the weather has been really nice. And this team, I feel like, they really do love being that underdog role. Like, I think everyone, too, that there are some new faces out there, obviously, but these core group of guys, I just feel like it's time to go to work. It's, it's that kind of mindset. When I think about this team, you go to those core things, yeah. right? And they're back. I mean, it's Allen and Diggs. Yeah. It's Poyer and Hyde. Yep. It's McDermott coaching defense, yeah. right? Yeah. Look, some of you may not love it. I think he's going to be fantastic as the DC in this. I think there's going to be maybe some things he has to deal with, but I think he's been fantastic in it. Trey White is back. Yeah. Like, think about those things. It doesn't mean there still aren't questions. doesn't mean there still aren't issues. But I think of those core things. Milano's in there. We're going back to 17, yeah. right, when they brought all these guys in. Yeah. And like Leo says, I'm still here. <laughs> they're still here, and they're yeah. prime players. So there are things you have to take care of. But, man, you take a breath and you go, Diggs and Allen, you take a breath and go, Poyer and Hyde, yeah. Trey White on the corner. Yeah. I think all that has been great. While they're doing that, you mm -hmm. say no distractions, they're able to focus on the other things. Yeah. Like, obviously, middle linebacker, CB2, it's hilarious. Everybody tries to ask that question, yeah. and the players are like, what, what are you looking for? Even yeah. Sean joked about he it. Was, he's been he's – been like funny Sean still. Normally he kind of like, what is it, tightens down the bolts or something, yeah. the screws when the season starts or in terms of like the preseason starts, but he's been laughing a lot. I know. He's been like interrupting. Like today he was like, he didn't he call out, was it Billy Buffalo? Yes. So I start to ask him a question about. He just didn't want to answer your question. Johnson. <laughs> and he's like, you know who's a, a mainstay? This guy over here. He's pointing at Billy Buffalo. <laughs> like, this is Sean McDermott. I don't know. Maybe he's freed up as DC. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But uh, I think there is a good vibe. It is a mix of competition, mm -hmm. uh, taking your job seriously, but also, you know, enjoying what they're going through here. And, again, I think it has flown by. I think their pace yeah. is – it's really consistent, don't you think? It's yeah. basically the same amount of time every day. Players know what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. They work on their day off. They go play golf on their day off. Yeah, that's pretty A sweet. lot of golfing. Um, by the way, Von Miller was playing at a local country club, and I won't say any names, but I know of someone who may have – had a golf cart too close to the vicinity of Von Miller. That's all I'm going to say. Von is fine. He well, wasn't yeah, touched. Make sure. <laughs> Making sure he say that. But they, they, the story got to me that Von, like, we can't have Von get hit by a no. golf cart. First of all, by the no. way, better be a big golf cart because <laughs> Von is going to bounce off of Von yeah. in that case. But they do like the golf. They do. They do take off and golf. So they enjoy. They've enjoyed that vibe here, no doubt. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I feel like with this team, like we talked to Dion Dawkins yesterday and we talked to, or two days ago and we talked to Greg Rousseau this upcoming past day about like being able to 
you know, you're going against the same team, but Dion talked to Greg Rousseau about like, hey, you did this and you, it might have felt like you won this rep, but actually this is what happened and how to improve and things like that and, and kind of that mentorship. And we got to talk to Greg Rousseau today. And that's a guy that I know a lot of people have asked about just in terms of like, how is he looking? Yeah. What do you think? Is he developing? Eric Washington said he looks bigger and stronger coming into this camp this year. But I thought it was really interesting because you asked him like, in that position, you are graded a lot of times by the stats. And if that's something that he pinpoints of, I want to do this, this, and this for his goals. But I was kind of surprised by his answer. He said he's a process guy. Yeah. He likes the process. And he's saying he's, he's right. Yeah. He actually admitted what we all kind of know when you watch. He says sometimes you have a great game and you don't get a sack. You Which don't get true. the numbers. Yeah. And other times you luck into them. He used the word, you luck into them. Yeah. That can happen in his case. But he's saying if I'm doing the right thing, I'm impacting the game, yeah. whether the stats come or not. And then he said, look, I don't know, D DN, like, I want to get as many sacks yeah. as I can. Because yeah. you are judged by that, and sometimes you're paid by that. Like, what did we all talk about with Leonard Floyd coming in and saying, this guy puts up double digits every year. Yeah. His process is also good. By the way, I'm going to say it's close, man, height-wise. I was going to ask that, and I didn't, but yeah. who is taller? I'm going to still say Rousseau. I agree. But... Leonard Floyd is a tall, rangy, athletic D-end. Yeah. Like, it's an odd dynamic they have on that D-end. When Vaughn comes in, it'll be different because yeah. Vaughn is a, just a monster. Yeah. Um, but you have these taller, thinner, athletic ends, and then you have Ed in the middle yeah. on the D-line who is undersized for his position. By the way, we were supposed to talk to Ed today. That didn't work out. Yeah. I have seen Ed look impactful, and I know it's camp. I agree, though. But, man, I see him in the backfield. I see him with energy. He got paid. We know he got paid. But I think Ed is such a key player for them this year. They've committed to him. Mm -hmm. He's got to show more results. He looks really good so far. He has, and he's had a couple flashes where you're like, well, that would have been a sack. Yeah. That would have been a sack. Even Eric Washington, though, said – yeah, he got paid, but he needs to play like it's still a contract season. Yeah. And I think from what we've seen in the sample size of this past summer, he has made some flashes where you're like, oh, there's Ed. Yeah. There's Ed. You see, also, you just see him dancing all, right. the, all the, the time. I, I love it. He always brings that personality. Yeah. But, and what, we talked to Daryl Talley today. Yes. I mean, I've known Daryl for 30-some-odd oh, years, <gasps> yeah. and he's the best. And... He looks great. He does, I'm happy yeah. for him. He's doing well. And you asked him about this team and what they need to do. And he's, he said, you need those big linemen up front mm -hmm. to take guys off of the linebackers. Because yeah. he's always thinking like a linebacker. We talk about what the linebackers can do in terms of this defense. But nothing makes you a better linebacker more than not having to deal with blocks all the time. Yeah. I think Daquan Jones really does a good job of that yes. when they've got a when they've got to worry about him. Ed can be that guy too. Let Milano run free and not be taken on blockers. And then you see how many plays he can make. So whoever yeah. wins that middle linebacker spot, go ahead. No, I think it's down to two. Yes. It's absolutely for people who are not here. Yes. It's Dorian Williams has played nothing but the outside. Correct. And that's what they're figuring. Uh -huh. We thought maybe they saw something they liked in the spring and they were going to give him a shot. I think they're basically saying stay on the outside. Maybe that's yeah. what he ends up being. Yeah. It looks like the case. But you're right. It's between Tyrell and 
Tyrell Tur and Terrell. Tyrell and Terrell. Let's just say Bernard and Dotson. Yeah, Bernard and Dotson. Yeah. Which I think we all kind of expected that to be the case. Yeah, and I would still say it's Dotson. Now, I thought it was yeah. interesting today, and I asked a couple other guys, I go, I didn't really see that much in it. But when Sean said, with a guy like Dotson, mm -hmm. we've seen him, but we don't know what he will be in all these circumstances. Which is fair. You have not seen that. You saw Tremaine Edmonds game after game after game. And in this defense, you've seen Matt yeah. Milano game after You know what you're getting. Yeah. They knew what they were getting with Terrell Dodson as a backup. Correct. Now it's all the snaps, all the plays, week in, week out. So I think that leaves a window open for Bernard. I don't know if he's going to be able to show enough but I do think it leaves a window or at least the uh, perception that this is going to still take a few more weeks before they make the call on it. Sean has really been adamant, like he wants to make these calls on the early side. Yeah. And I know they trust Dodson with the play calls and all those things, but I don't think Bernard's out of it. I really don't. I think he's got a shot, though I would say Dodson is definitely the leader yeah. approaching the clubhouse. I completely agree with that. Yeah. You, I mean, you saw today Terrell Bernard take some of those. Can we say that? Yeah. Okay, the first team. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I was, I was well, getting nervous, but he so was taking some first. Us. Like, yeah. we see it, we know it, and then And there's people say, here who see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, they don't want us giving away strategy. Yeah. So... I guess there's some parts of it that are sort of strategy. Yeah. Some of this stuff kind of comes out. Like, yeah. is it take some brilliant strategy to figure out there's times when Knox and uh, Kincaid are going to be on the field at the same time? It's like every play that you see. Yeah, um, that's fair. So I think all that stuff goes on. But, yes, it, it, they've been mixing the snaps there, and I think you're right. I think it's close. I have a hot take. Oh. So you might see tweets out there about so-and-so had this type of play, so-and-so had this type of play. Sometimes I think that's very misleading because sometimes a hold could have been called and wasn't called, or there's just plays where it's like that, that play happened because it, allowed, it, it like unfolded where it was able to happen, but that could have been a sack or stuff like that. Right. Um, there was one today. Yeah. Good for Kyrie Elam. He got an interception. Josh Allen was asked about it, and what's the first thing he said? I don't remember. He said, well, the ref didn't call holding on that play. <laughs> and then he laughed. But, I mean, in terms of that, like, that kind of stuff happens. And yes. sometimes, again, these things get – I mean, look, I was happy for DeMar Hamlin to get an interception yesterday. Oh, absolutely. And he did. Uh, the ball got tipped up, and it came right to him. Yeah. Caught it, ran it back. Yeah. Like, cool. But it doesn't – DeMar may have made five plays better than that on the day. Correct. This one happens to be an interception. I think you're right. I think sometimes there is just circumstances. Hey, in a real game, none of the circumstances matter. matter. Correct. Whatever you get, you get. But I think in that case, um, this just things. doesn't unfold in the way a normal game would. So sometimes when you see that stuff, it's like, oh, okay. Huh, it says battery. Near full. We have 30 minutes left, it says. Yeah. Ah, we're fine. We'll All right, sorry. We'll keep, we'll keep talking. Um, but, yeah, that's just something where I see that and I get a little frustrated because I'm like, well, uh, yeah, he did have an interception, but that definitely was a hole. I saw a play today of uh, we were standing in the court of the end zone. I think you were still there because uh, you were moving around the field. And Josh, again, Jenna was shooting today. You can't shoot these plays. Josh moved, and when I say I happen to be able to see it right from behind, 
he hit Gabe before Gabe made the turn and he threw a rope between Ooh. two defenders. Very small window. Yeah. And from our position, there was a few of us standing there. You you felt like he was throwing the ball to you. So I mean, because it's coming. Yeah. And that ball is, when I say a rope, it, it was on fire. Yeah. It was a perfect throw in a tight window that we know Josh isn't afraid to do. Yeah. But we see it, and even you guys see it on TV, and it's great. Standing in that position, and you've seen it from on the field, is awesome. And it was a great throw. And he and Gabe were on the same page, and they made the play. Now, yeah. And there's plays like that where you're – they're so close to you, I feel like you have to run away because you're like, oh, my God. The way – the velocity at which Josh Allen throws the ball, and you're like, if he doesn't catch that, I'm going to die. <laughs> it feels like that almost. But it's velocity, but it's a catchable ball. But it's pinpointed, yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. But you know what I'm talking about oh, where yeah. you're like – or if that pops off of Gabe Davis's fingers, let's say, and it's coming at you, yeah. even on the ricochet, it would hurt. Well, on a ricochet, it could hit you. Sorry, Thad Brown. He's a friend of ours. That's a stray. He's <laughs> caught sorry. a stray. He got hit, and Thad stands on the sideline. He knows what it's like, but he said to us, like, yeah. man, that ball comes at you. Yeah. So yeah. he's all right, by the way. So yeah, that's he's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's get to some questions. Okay, we got a few questions on here. C. Brown, this was on our channel, on the YouTube channel, so you can always ask we us a question. appreciate. What's up with Boogie? Now, I, I saw Boogie make a play today, deflected a pass, knocked it up in the air. Good to see. What do you think's up with Boogie? The only thing that strikes me about Boogie is that he wears 55, which is what Jerry Hughes used to wear. Yeah. Other than that, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I have not noticed him at all. I've seen AJ, obviously Greg Rousseau, but in terms of Boogie, I just have not seen any type of flash or anything like that. He made a play today, yeah. so there's that. But for him and this team, he's got to do more to show up because he has not made an impression, which is an impression in itself. He's... Um he does have the ability to play inside and outside. I'm almost thinking it's like utility infielder kind of thing. Yeah, like you're just not. You can play second and short, but you're not starting at either spot. Yeah. Like, they need one of those guys. They do. And we talk about this all the time. A.J. Epinesa made a play today. Great. You're in the last year of a deal. Like, <laughs> I, I hope A.J. has a long career in the NFL. Yeah. I don't know for sure whether it's here in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, he's had some opportunities. They need something out of it. I put those two together because they're second round picks. Yeah. They're a year apart there. And it's kind of like, okay, what do we have here? And they need more production out of one or the other. I'm looking at this D line and I'm saying, do both of them make the team? I don't think so. I think it's a one, I mean, one. This is my early observation. It's a one or the other. Now I will say because they are both draft picks and the amount of draft capital that the Bills yeah. have invested in their D line, that obviously gives them a, a larger runway or a longer runway. Yes. But and and Vaughn may very well start the year on the pup, yeah. which opens up a spot there. So could be the case. But like, come on, this is the NFL. Yeah. So you got to be ready. You have to be ready to play. Um, Okay, Steve Angora said he thinks Elam and Rap are a future safety duo. I find that interesting. Uh, Taylor Rapp, a lot of questions today about his role. Yeah. Uh, people have talked about him being doing multiple things, versatility, all those things they love. They did sign him as a safety. Yeah. He's a hitter. He I is. think he's a physical player, but this is a guy who's used to playing. I think they're going to find ways to get him on the field, but he is a safety. Kyrie Elam, I don't know how you feel about this. 
I see some guys as future safeties, potentially. I mean, we've heard about Christian Benford. Yeah. I don't know if Kyir Elam's a safety. I don't, I think he's, to me, I, I just look at him, he is a corner. Yeah. That is what, and I feel like at some point, don't you think the Bills would want to start that transition sooner rather yeah. than later? I mean, they talked about it with Benford, then they made these moves, and then obviously yeah. Poyer came back and all those kind of things. Some guys, it just works. You can just see it in the way they play. Yeah. I think it's some technique stuff with Elam. Physically, he can play in this league. He physically is so athletic. Yeah. But he looks like an athlete playing corner, where I feel like Benford looks like he might not be as athletic, but he's more intuitive. Didn't you say that, was Elam listed as the fastest player on the team? Were we looking at something Wasn't like that? Isn't that Madden? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, again, that's great to have that. Yeah. But it's ball skills. It's, yes, he's handsy. He is. And he's gotten in trouble for it. He grabs. I mean, that was on his here. draft profile, though. Yeah. yeah. That's the way he plays. And when you're a young player, you don't get away with that stuff. They call it all the time. And yeah. even out here, they see it. And so yeah. I know you don't want to get beat, but if they're throwing a flag, you're just giving them yardage. Yeah. So in terms of that, Steve, I, I don't – I think they always look that way. They like that versatility, what guys can play. I think you rarely see a guy go from safety to corner. Corner is more of a yeah. unique skill yeah. set. But um, Rap's going to play for this team and maybe think more Benford down the line. Uh, bad Dobie says – what yeah, do we see? I'm assuming that's bad. Dobby? Bad Dobby. Okay, we're gonna go Dobby. Um, what do you see from Osiris? You take this, Osiris Torrance. So I asked Dion. I'm like, so you know, what are your impressions of Osiris Torrance? And he's like, <laughs> he said it in the most Dion way possible. But he's like, you know, I think back to Richie, and Richie was like, you know, a, a incognito. A, Richie incognito, yes, who was like a bigger guy, but he had kind of smaller arms. And then I think of Roger Saffold last year, who was a slimmer guy who had, you know, wide arms. And he's like, and then there's Osiris Torres, Torrance, who's just wide, wide. <laughs> He called him a mountain. He is a huge man. I mean, there's stories you've seen where he was 400 pounds as a Crazy. young guy. Yeah. Very young. Football is what got him in shape. Mm -hmm. And I think they love his potential because that size is can be really impactful for an athlete. Yeah. I wonder, though, if he's progressed. It's early. Yeah. But, like, they know he can come around. I think they like what they see, but I think they have to love what they see to give him that shot. Well, I want to see when the real games go, yes. when they're really playing, even in the preseason. Let's see what they've got there. Yeah. But I think he still has some work to do, but he is a mountain. He's just, he's so big. And you by the way, yeah. oh no, go ahead. I interrupted you. There. I, was, don't, I was playing the part of Dan today. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Dan Fitz. Um, no, I just think he is so big and you want to see him be able to use that size and that, you know, I mean, he's just a big dude. He's a mountain. Yeah, he's a mountain. Bean needs to hit on one of these offensive linemen. I mean, yeah. he does. He just does. And so this would be, this would be a good place, you yeah. know? And, you know, to bring in one of those guys, you yeah. know? I know Spencer Brown got nicked up today. We don't know any of the details yeah. of it. Other I did not see that, I was yeah. just saying. So, you know, them being in Buffalo on Friday, we'll find out a little bit more about it. But he got nicked up today, but he needs to be good and then they need to figure out the rest of it. But initial thoughts are big player, a lot of potential, but I don't know if that leads to starting. Yeah. Um, any update on Jordan Phillips? This came from Justin. Um, he's still in the pup. I see him on the sidelines working out. Yeah. It does not appear to be any huge rush Agreed. to get him on the field. 
again, when we talk about numbers on the D-line, they may be thinking in terms of another guy who, I, I don't know. Could he start the year on the pup list? I don't know. But, you know, as you go further along, it might be another week or two, and then they go, he's ready to go. Might not be till they're back in Orchard Park that he gets on there. But um, I will wait to see. It's gonna be, it is going to be a numbers yes. thing on that D-line. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. Uh, also, I was just looking up Jordan Phillips, torn rotator cuff. Yeah. So that's shoulder and what that means for him getting back. Um, we've seen him work out, though, quite yeah. a bit. And he looks to be in the same type of shape that we've seen him be before. But obviously, the numbers game, that is the defensive line. But let's be real. He yeah. has been an impactful piece. Yeah. And him with Shaq Lawson and just what their productivity and what that's been able to bring kind of as guys who were kind of signed on like yeah we'll see what you can do type of thing yeah um, and, it, and they're the ones still fighting against the draft picks yeah and there's going to be a point by the way i wonder if uh, jordan phillips golf game was because has been impacted he's a player. he's a phenomenal golfer yeah. yeah yeah so i mean the shoulder okay two more questions savin says is jenna taller than dan and mike no I am not. No, but I'm getting shorter as I get older, <laughs> so it's happening. Uh, but no, Jenna is a relatively tall person, but you yes. are not a giant. I'm not. I just I'm 5'9", and you're taller. Nine and a half, <laughs> maybe 5'10". And Dan, whatever Dan says, he, he'll say he's, he doesn't say. He doesn't say he's six foot. No way. No way. Because he's, he's definitely he's basically, not. He's, we're basically the same height. Yeah. Like, he's not. No. But we are slightly taller. Now, it'll be a lot of years before Dan starts getting shorter. If he stands on his hot takes, though. Oh, my God. He's seven <laughs> feet tall. He is. All right. And the last question, and this is my favorite one, it came from Locker Mart, who said he wants to see either Dan or, since he's not here, Jenna, use the word meritocracy in a sentence. Now, I used that word. Yes. Yesterday or two Tuesday. days ago. Two days ago. And you two went right by and I said, no one responds. I say meritocracy. And you both said, I don't know what that means. So now you've learned it. Can you use that word in a sentence? Can you use it in a sentence again? I don't remember exactly what it means. It means, use it okay, in a okay, okay, I'll okay. You're right. So of the, the Buffalo Plus, the meritocracy that is Buffalo Plus, Dan Fates is last. Wow, that's a shot. <laughs> Is that not? So it's based on basically oh earning oh your no. spot. Okay, wait, that was so harsh. I didn't <laughs> think it was that. I thought it was like. So currently, <laughs> since he's not here, in our who's getting the reps. Jenna's oh, Dan, reps. I feel bad. I'm like blushing right now. I feel you, bad. That's you, you, it's, it's the idea of it is a earned thing. The yes. NFL. Wait, in terms of time with. 13 wham no, though no 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 that's I, not what uh, it is it's meritocracy it is like you step in who it doesn't matter who's been okay. here longer okay it's like because if that was the case no it's about earn, it's earning snaps it's how christian benford started ahead of kair elam okay, last okay. year and so it's like the opposite of nepotism <laughs> a thousand percent it is exactly in fact if you look it up a lot of times they'll say nepotism is basically it's Antonyms. who you are yeah. and in this case it is earning your snap and in this case snaps or in our case okay. reps like you're the host yes you've earned the host role 
because Have I don't I think you would it? be comfortable with <laughs> no. hot takes roll. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm not a hot taker. Yeah. I had a hot take this time around. You did. Mostly yeah. just because I get frustrated sometimes because I'm like, that's not, it's kind of misleading. And if yeah. I'm a fan looking at that online, I'm like, oh, maybe you read into things a little bit differently. Yeah. Now, those some of those those plays did happen like we talked about, yeah. but that's just a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, and it's... It's moments that you see. There's no way. The only way you see everything is the way the coaches do. Everything is on tape. They're recording everything. Yeah. And they are making sure that when they go over those, like the camera don't lie. Yeah. Every player knows. Every rep is recorded. Every drill is recorded. And when they see players not doing what they need to do, yeah. uh, they have it. So the coach can't be everywhere. Sometimes we ask Sean about things and like mm -hmm. he's not seeing every snap right yeah. in front of him. At least at camp they stay away from we can't until we see the film. But the reality is those coaches are grinding over the film. They are watching what guys are doing and they are seeing them all over this field to see who earns the spot. So while you as a fan or us as a reporter may see a guy run down the field, you know, when oh, a guy we're going to talk about later in this week is Trent Sherfield. Oh, yeah. Because I think yeah. he's shown a lot. But if we see Sherfield with a touchdown, that may be great. But we don't know really what he did in some of the other drills, yeah. the one-on-one -on -one stuff, what he's done on teams, yeah. all those things that play into it. So the coaches really know. doesn't mean they always get it right. But the meritocracy part is earn it, earn it, earn it. And in the NFL, undrafted, first-round pick, they might get a little bit of an edge, but then it's... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so focused. I feel so bad. I didn't realize. I thought it was like in terms of ex like experience. No, 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 no. That's a different I, thing. I, mis I misunderstood. I thought it was experience as opposed to <laughs> It's basically earning your way. Dan's going to kill me. <laughs> Dan is my You know he's going to watch this. <laughs> I know. Oh, I he's feel bad. Okay, Dan. Well, he knows also that I don't, I don't know what the word meritocracy means. All right. For Dan, who's not here, and baby Ryan Page, yes. who we're all very excited, has been welcomed into the world. Also, Mama and Baby are doing well, which yeah. we always love to hear. From Mike Catalana, I am Jenna Cottrell. I will never use the word meritocracy again in a sentence. You just used it. I, that's the last time. All right, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We'll catch you next time here on Buffalo Plus. I feel so bad. I, that is so harsh. One, two, three. Four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.